0: To give my life to Christ And no longer walk in the condemnation That darkness brings No longer walk in the evil that darkness brings But I chose to walk in the light of Jesus Christ Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. We serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. He's wonderful in all of His ways. Thank You, God. 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 Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. thank you Lord, 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 thank you Lord. Amen, to God be the glory, to God be the glory, amen, amen, amen. First giving honor to our great God. To our bishop, Bishop Darrell B. Starnes Sr. and to his lovely missionary supervisor, Sister Camille Starnes, amen. amen. To Dr. Merriweather, and Dr. Merriweather, amen. We bless you to Reverend Taisha Cusperson, amen. amen. To all of the officers and family and friends of the Wesley AME Zion Church. We greet you in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. If you would turn your attention again to John, the Gospel of John, the third chapter. And once you've found that third chapter, we will begin our reading at the 18th verse. From the New Living Translation, it reads, There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged. For not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. But people loved the darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it. For fear their sins will be exposed. Mm -hmm. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Amen. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of (coughs) responding to God's light. Responding to God's light. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we Thank you for allowing us to gather one more time. I thank you, Father, for this day. And I ask now, God, that you pour afresh into me. Anoint me afresh, O God, and use me for your will and for your glory. Use me, O God, until you have used me up. And then I pray, Father, that as you pour out your anointing, God, open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, O God, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost, amen. Amen. Responding to God's light. The pandemic has been a continuous, teachable moment for all of us. If you think you've stopped learning, amen, just keep living. Because every day seems to go by, we learn something new. We are exposed to something new. And we are, what I, we've learned that we are learning things about ourselves and about those people around us. And we're learning that as this pandemic started that we had to make some adjustments. And, and even as I reflected on this week of some of the adjustments that we have had to make as a congregation, and if you didn't adjust, some of the churches that didn't are no longer in existence. There were houses of worship who have had to close their doors. Imagine that. A house of worship that is no longer in the business of serving God. Well, as I reflect back earlier stages of the shutdown in the country, almost everyone was moving to virtual or online. Yes, the worship and the teaching sessions had to go online just bear with me for a minute, I'm, I'm going somewhere, amen. People were scrambling to get capture cards and cameras and, and cell phones and iPads were becoming vital and to become a vital part of most ministries. I remember the Sunday that I introduced video to our Sunday morning worship and I also remember Bishop saying, I can hardly see you. <laughs> amen, amen. But we all had to learn to, that we're going to need some equipment. And we're going to need some different equipment. Right. And this equipment produced the visual presentation and, and it gives us the ability to present the church and to present the gospel in a manner that was aesthetically pre- pleasing and also audio pleasing to the people. One thing that I have learned is that you can have the nicest video that you ever could see. It can be in 8D. Amen. They got that somewhere. We don't have it here, but they got that. But, but, but it says that if your audio, your audio is not on point, most people will turn. But it says you can have terrible video, but great audio, and people will still stay with you. So we learned some things along the way, and, and I tried to make sure that our audio, as we had to worship virtually for almost two years, and I, and I tried to make everything and every adjustment that I could that would help us to have the best worship experience that we could have virtually. All right, all right. But one thing that I learned, and when you don't have good lighting, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. See, one of the things that I've learned and I've grown in is how to use cameras. And, and I've learned that there are certain features on cameras that help the camera to enhance the video presentation that you're trying to make. I learned how to use the ISO and, the, and how to use the aperture and, and all of the different settings on the camera, how to use it in, in manual mode. Amen. The most photographers will tell you're not doing anything if you're not shooting in manual. Amen. They tell you get out of the auto mode and get into the manual mode, amen. But I learned that I had to equip myself and adapt to what the camera would do, but quickly learning that it didn't matter how expensive the camera, it didn't matter what qualities the camera had, if the lighting was no good. And if you go back to some of our earlier videos, you saw me in the park, amen. There were several reasons for that, amen. One was lighting, amen. But then you began to see in our earlier video, you might have saw the video getting darker or, or growing lighter. There's a reason for that. Because I learned in automatic the camera will adjust to the lighting. Hallelujah. You're missing that. The camera will adjust to the lighting. When, whatever lighting is in the room, the camera will adjust to either darker or lighter. That's in automatic mode. But when you get in manual mode, you can control how the camera responds to the light. Hallelujah. When you can learn to control how you respond to the light and you're no longer in automatic mode determining what happens because of how the light changes in the room. All right. Preach. Why is that important? Because it's what the camera exposes. It's the light that helps the camera to expose the best picture that it possibly can. But here's what I learned about light in my life. There's a lesson that I learned the other morning as I find myself rolling over. You know how we do. We look and we see if the sun has come up yet. And I saw that it was still dark enough to declare that I should still be asleep. Amen. And, you know, we, we, we keep ourselves in the bed as long as we possibly can. Amen. Lights. Amen. But when we understand that, that the light will determine when it's time to wake up sometime. The question for us today is, have you realized the importance of God's light in our lives and in the lives of others? The light of God has come into the world, and our response to his light will determine if we face condemnation or salvation. Right, yes, sir. One of the first things that I want us to see out of a text is in verse 18. It says, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but in everyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. One, the response to the light. We see here the who and the when. No one that responds to the light is judged. But everyone who does not respond to the light is judged. There's no judgment for those who believe. Those who trust God, those who put their faith in God, those who respond positively to the light of God, there is no judgment for them. There is no condemnation, as some of the other translations would say, there is no judgment or condemnation for those who have put their belief and trust in the light. And in case you don't know who that light is, that is the light of God, the light of Christ Jesus himself. Jesus Christ is that light. So how are we responding to the light of Of Christ that has come into the world. Belief is saving faith. It takes away that condemnation. It is acquitting us from the sin that we have been found guilty of. And when we understand that it's putting faith in Jesus Christ, putting faith in the light of God Himself, putting that faith in Him is what saves us and takes the condemnation or the judgment out of our lives. The believer is no longer under the slave or to guilt of fear and bondage to the shame of sin. We are under the conviction of the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus. The believer is guilty. Yes, we are guilty. But because we've accepted Jesus Christ, it's covered under the blood. Because we've accepted Jesus Christ, it's been canceled out by the power of the blood of Christ. Don't you know that when we come into a place where we respond positively to the light of Christ, we respond positively to the gospel message of Jesus Christ, it takes away the condemnation that sin brings into our lives. Yes, we do commit sin. But we also are under the blood. Yeah. All right. And when we understand actively and diligently seeking Christ makes a difference. We've got to learn to actively and diligently seek Christ. That's why it tells us in Hebrews that without faith it is impossible to please God. How do we think we can please God if we're responding negatively to the light? How do we think we can please God if we're running from the light? we got to make sure that we are going to the light and that we are seeking the light of Christ, that we are believers and that we're honoring God's son through our living and how we walk and talk. The release comes because of the belief that Christ died and was our substitutionary death in our lives. We are released from that bondage and that condemnation of sin because of what Christ did on the cross at Calvary. I know some people don't believe in the work of Christ. I know some people don't believe in the gospel message. I know some people don't believe that Jesus stretched out on the cross and hung his head and died. But I believe. I believe that he died in my place. I believe that he was the substitutionary death for me and for my sin. As as we talk about in our communion, he was the propitiation for my sin. And because he has paid the price for me I want to honor him with my life because he's paid the price for me I want to honor him with my speech because he's paid the price for me I want to make sure that others know about the goodness of the Lord that others know about this man that we call Jesus the light of Christ the light of the world it tells us in Matthew that we can't hide our light under a butcher we can't be Christians and sit on a hill and we decide to cover the light that God has placed in us we got to let our light so shine. I know they may talk about you, but let your light so shine. I know they may not like you anymore, but let your light so shine. They might not invite you to the parties anymore, but let your light so shine. But then there are those who the judgment comes. There's judgment for those who don't believe. It says so right there in the text. And notice what it says, He says, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged. It says that condemnation is already on them. They're already under the condemnation of sin. They're already under the condemnation of the judgment of God. The one who does not believe has to deal with the judgment of sin. I'm so glad that I've chosen to believe In Jesus Christ so that I don't Have to deal with the judgment of sin You see when I come to a place of Realizing that I couldn't do it in my Own strength I I couldn't live Righteous enough I couldn't live holy enough I needed help along the way And if you're honest you need help too And it was coming through the form of the Holy Spirit but those people who Decide that I don't want the light I'm running from the light I'm gonna Stay as far away from the light as I Can get what they're simply doing is rejecting Jesus Christ Amen. They're rejecting the light That God has sent into the world Jesus is that glorious light And if we reject him That condemnation is already Upon us yeah. mm-hmm. See Note the text tells us that Again the unbelievers Are already under the judgment All right. They're already being Judged Christ has already come into the world. But notice what she tells Nicodemus. Now this comes at the end of a conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus. But notice he said he didn't come into the world to condemn the world. But he said, I came that the world might be saved light came into the world to bring salvation light came into the world to make a difference in our lives but if we don't accept what the light brings if we don't accept the light into our lives, if we don't accept the light of Jesus Christ then we're under the condemnation we're still lost we're being destroyed day by day we're in losing our eternal life because we have not accepted the light of Christ what does it mean to be lost to be destroyed to be utterly destroyed to lose your eternal life and to be spiritually destitute is to walk away from the light that God has given to us to walk away from the light that God has presented to us that we might accept the light and that we might accept Jesus Christ into our life so that we don't fall under the judgment and the condemnation of sin so how are you responding to the light How are you responding to the light that God has sent into your life? God may have sent the light in the form of a brother or sister. God may have sent the light into your life in the form of a grandmother or grandfather. He may have sent the light into your life because they're bringing the light of Christ. They're bringing the gospel message to you. They may not have told you, but they lived it out in front of you. They showed you what it's like to trust God. They showed you what it was like to live a God-honoring life. And they were trying to tell you like my grandmother was trying to tell me. She just said it plain and simple. Bae, you need the church. Bae, you need the Lord in your life. And I was too busy doing my own thing, walking away from the light. But hallelujah. one day one Friday night at a church called East stonewall the light shined brightly because there was a gospel messenger who was willing to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and he shared it with power and conviction and I had to respond to the light of Christ that day and I'm so glad that I responded to the light of Christ that day because it's been shining brighter and brighter in my life each and every day it's been shining brighter and brighter and am I perfect no I'm I'm not, but I've got the light of Christ in my life and I've got the saving faith in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And it's by his grace that I'm saved. And so I'm grateful and thankful that I responded to that light. But my question is, how are you responding to the light of Christ? But not only is there responding to the light. I look at 19 and 20 and there's the reality of exposure to the light. 19 and 20 says and the judgment is based on this fact God's light came into the world but people love the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed the reality of exposure to the light light has come into the world But light has come that we might come out of sin in a dying world. When we understand that the light has come to save us. Mm -hmm. That the light has come, Jesus has come to deliver us. Why are we trying to hold on to the darkness? Mm -hmm. Why are we trying to hold on to that which doesn't expose? Mm -hmm. You know, again, when I was asleep and I saw there was just enough darkness to stay asleep. So I did that. I try to close my eyes and stay asleep. Hallelujah. It's amazing how you can look at the clock in one minute and, and, and it may say 425. But then you say, well, I'm just going to close my eyes for a few more minutes. And when you look up again, it says 635. It's amazing how time will pass by. It's because you chose to stay in the darkness. You see, the light came to show us the way. The light came to show us the truth. The light came to show us the light. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth and the life. The light shows us the way that God wants us to live. But are we going to live according to the light or are we going to live according to the darkness? The light came to show us the truth, the truth of God and the truth of God's word. The light came to show us that we got to live a life that is truly wholesome and pleasing unto the Lord. We got to live in truth. Amen We've been living in enough lies Amen I speak for myself I lived in enough lies I I remember when I used to lie to young ladies Amen Amen Amen. You know, they're going to leave me by myself, Lord. But I, I remember when I used to lie. But I, didn't, I, I don't have to lie anymore. I found my good thing. <laughs> Amen. And she, get, she get, I get on her nerves sometimes. But I, I found my good thing. <laughs> Amen. But the light of truth has to begin to reign in our life. When will truth reign in us? When will truth have its way in us? And we got to learn that the light shows us the truth and the life. The life, the truth of life, how we should be saved and and how we should avoid the things that cause us to stumble and lose out on life. I tell people all the time, we think we're living when we're out in the world. We think we're living when we're out in dark. That's not living. You're existing. But when you really want to live, give your life to Christ. Your eyes will be open. You'll see things like you've never seen them before. You'll see snakes that you never saw before. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That was for somebody. Yeah. You'll, you'll see things that you never seen before because your eyes will be open. You'll see life in a whole new way. I'll never forget how many times I've had to try to explain to my friends, yeah, I know what we used to do. Yeah. I know where we used to go. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't go there anymore. Have you ever noticed that when you're trying to live a life that is wholesome and righteous before the Lord, people will always try to come at you and say, you, 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 don't, you, you, don't, want, you don't want to? You sure? You, you sure? You're sure? <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm definitely sure I don't want to. I'm definitely sure I don't need to go there anymore. I'm definitely sure that I don't need to do those things anymore. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, Why you can't hang out with us no more? Why, why, why you can't hang out? Because every time I start hanging out with you, you're going to get uncomfortable because I'm not going to do what you do. Yeah. And you're going to keep cutting your eyes at me, looking at me, wondering what I'm doing because I'm not doing what you're doing. But guess what? I can still have a good time in the Lord. I don't have to engage in what you engage in. Yeah. I don't have to do what you do, but you're going to get uncomfortable being around me because I'm not going to change. Yeah. And that's what you'll find your friends. They'll stop inviting you to stuff because they know that you're going to make them uncomfortable by you being there. Yeah. They're going to have to wash their mouth because you're yeah. there. They're going to have to wash their actions because you're there. And they're going to come to the conclusion, why invite him? Because we're going to have a miserable time with him anyway. Why don't we just have a good time without him? And so therefore, they'll quit inviting you to stuff. But that don't mean that you don't have to stop being their friends. Yeah. Amen. I can still be your friend, I can still, but matter of fact, I still need to be your friend because you're still walking in darkness. I need to be your friend because you're still walking in a manner that is unpleasing to the Lord. But there are those who still walk in the darkness, why? The unbeliever loves the sin and does not want to turn and face the conviction of the light. They love the sin, but they know if I turn to the light, it's going to expose everything that I'm doing. We don't like the exposing part. And in fact, I believe if some of us had the choice and we could still walk in light and then indulge in darkness, we would do so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you got to make a choice. You're going to walk in the light or you're going to walk in darkness. Because the last time I checked, light dispels darkness. Any amount of light you put in darkness, it will overcome the darkness. Next time you're in a real dark room, just pull out your cell phone and watch what happens when you turn on the light. It lights up the room. If you just strike a match, a little small match in a dark room, it will light up the room. It's because light overcomes darkness. But a lot of us don't want to come out of the darkness because we don't want the exposure to happen. And why don't we want the exposure to happen? The unbeliever is filled with pride. He doesn't want to confess the sin or the true state that they're in. And that's what many of us had to do. When we accepted Jesus into our life, we had to come clean. We had to confess the true state that we were in. And when we confessed the true state we were in, we couldn't walk around being shamed. Amen. Amen. That's why when you... Get saved. Don't, 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 don't hide it. Don't hide it, but let people know, let the world know that you've accepted Jesus Christ. Uh, Sometimes we want to be these undercover Christians. (laughs) Amen. And I I remember I did a young uh, people thing at East Stonewall one time and I, you know, I went along the edges of the wall and I said, I'm saved, (laughs) I'm saved. (laughs) That's what we do. I'm saying. I'm saying. Because we don't want to confess and tell the truth of where we are. When we come clean, God already knows. Hallelujah. I learned a long time I ain't hiding nothing from the Lord. My whole life is exposed to Him. Even the stuff I think I'm hiding from myself is exposed to Him. When we understand that there's nothing hidden from God because we choose to operate in darkness because our actions are evil be telling me my actions are evil no they're evil amen anything that we do against God anything that we do is contrary to God and is not like God we are stepping in the boundaries of evil darkness covers evil have you ever wondered why crime happens at night have you ever wondered why some of the most disastrous things happen at night it's because it comes under the cover of darkness most criminals don't go out in the daylight they go out when it's cover of darkness so that they can conceal themselves so that they can hide. Most people that come into your life come in darkness. Mm. Amen. They come so they can conceal their true intentions. They come so they can conceal the fact that they just want to use you. They come to conceal the fact that they just want to lead you astray. They come concealing the fact that they only want to break your heart. They're not in it for the long haul. They come to conceal the fact that they're only there temporarily and that they have no true intentions of staying. They come in the cover of darkness. How many people have walked into your life in the cover of darkness? Hallelujah. But because you got the light in you, and you let the light begin to expose the darkness that was around you, you began to see through some people. You began to see through some situations because the darkness was trying to come in and invade your life. But there was too much light in you. And because there was too much light in you, darkness could not prevail. Thank you, Lord. We got to learn to embrace the light. Embrace the light that God has sent into the world and do away with the darkness. Don't be enslaved to bondage because unbelievers are enslaved to the bondage of darkness. They they allow darkness to keep them in bondage. They allow darkness to keep them hostage and and they allow the darkness. And that's why you see a lot of times they only move in the darkness. I watched a show the other day, and, and, and uh, it's based off of the Lord of the Rings, and, and I noticed that as cert- certain creatures on that particular show uh, started to attack these two people, and, and they began to run, and I began to say, well, where are you running to? Because they right on your trail, and then, where are you going to run to? And they ran out into a clearing. I said, you're in trouble now. But when they ran into the clearing, they stopped, and they drew their swords, and they, and they began to stand there. And I'm like, that don't make sense to me, but I didn't write it. And as they rode, came out, the people that were chasing them, as they got to the edge of the woods, they began to hold up. It's then that I discovered the light was a problem for them. Mm. <laughs> The light was a problem for them. They say, we can't go into the light because if we go into the light, that's sure destruction for us. And the light kept them at bay. It's a lot of things happening in your life right now, but it's the light in you that's keeping them at bay. It's the light in you that's holding back the enemy in your life. It's the light in you that's winning the battle. And if you keep that light burning brightly, if you keep that light and you keep talking about that light and keep sharing that light with others, you don't have to worry about the darkness. Thank you, God. it's the darkness that most people want to come and hide in it's the darkness that brings the shame and embarrassment don't be embarrassed mm-hmm. and that's why when you think about the altar call that comes Most people don't answer it because they don't want to be exposed. They don't want to be embarrassed. And I'm so grateful and thankful of what's been happening in our checkup meetings and and some of the other meetings, as you said, Bishop, because people are coming forward and they're not ashamed, but they're acknowledging that they need the light of Christ. They're acknowledging that they need salvation. They're acknowledging that they need to have their relationship with Christ restored. They're acknowledging and they're not holding themselves in condemnation and shame, but they have felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit and they're willing to come forward and acknowledge that I need Jesus in my life. And when we understand that confessing sin and, and not holding it back, yeah, there are some consequences that come with that confession. You may lose some friends, but they were never your friends in the first place. Hallelujah. You may lose some people, but they people may not meant to be in your life. Sometimes people are just there for a season. But you might lose some habits as well. You might lose some bad habits. You might lose some some condemnation in your life. You're going to lose some things that you need to lose. Amen. Because you're no longer walking in darkness, but you decided to walk in the light. Then there is verse 21, the rescue the light brings. Verse 21 says, but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. The rescue of the light. Those who are rescued by the light do at least three things. They practice the truth and live righteously. They practice the truth and live righteously. They know what is right and they do it. The challenge comes a lot of times when we get saved and and we're struggling with this new life and we're we're struggling with how to do and live the way that God wants us to live. We get challenged because our old life, our old nature still has a voice and that old nature still saying, why we don't go here anymore? And it'll try to pull you in that direction. But that's when your new voice has to step up and say, no, 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 we're going in a new direction. We're, we're following a different path. We're, we're going in a path of righteousness and, and holiness. But, but be careful again because your flesh is kind of strong. So yeah. until you begin to feed it, that's why the Bible says you got to learn to feed your spirit man. Yeah. Because if you don't feed your spirit man, your, your flesh will begin to overtake your spirit man. Yeah. And if you learn to feed your spirit man, your spirit man will become the stronger of the yeah. two. And as your spirit man yeah. becomes the stronger of the two. The flesh will no longer walk in domination over our lives. Amen. But your spirit man will begin to dictate to your soul and your soul will begin to tell your flesh and your flesh will begin to be subject to the spirit man. Yes, because we learn to do what is right and to walk in a way that is right. Because we learn to live and practice the truth and righteousness. And then we got to learn to practice truth continually. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. I know sometimes we have our good days. Amen. <laughs> and we get so proud of ourselves. I had a good day today. I ain't cuss nobody out, I ain't slap nobody. (laughs) Amen. That's not the standard. (laughs) I know that's the standard that we make. I know that's the standard that we accept, but that's not the standard the standard is that we do it continuously yeah. the standard is that our mouths speak wholesome and, and good words, pure words words that are lovely, pure and true it's not that we speak false words or that we speak condemning or yeah. cursing all the time, yeah. we gotta learn to speak words that are wholesome, loving, pure and true we gotta learn to practice it we treat people right all the time yeah not just when they're good to me, but we treat them right all the time. And if we learn to treat people right all the time. Well, they take advantage of me, John, but treat them right anyway. Well, they're going to abuse me. No, just treat them right because the Lord will fight your battles for you. The Lord is on your side. I've learned that you can kill them softly with kindness. Hallelujah. Just be nice to them. Just, just try to get along with people. You owe any man anything. You owe him love. Hallelujah. You don't owe them evil. You don't owe them a cussing out. You don't owe them a backbite. You don't owe them a beatdown. We'll be Amen. You owe them love. Yeah. And if we learn to love one another and walk in it continually, yeah. learn to practice and live what we're going to live with God, if God came right down now in the midst of it, we would all be as holy as we could be. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> but as soon as God would leave, we would go right back to being our true self. Who's the true you? What do you walk in continually? Are you walking in and out of holiness and righteousness? This does not mean that they, we live a perfect life and never sin. It means that we are directed to live a life of truth towards God. Amen. We have to learn that we let God govern us. And let God guide our life. We diligently seek the truth and desire to be truthful. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. We got to learn to seek God. Be God seekers. We got to learn to go after him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. We got to learn to go after God with everything that we got. And in fact, he tells us that. He said, when you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me we got to learn to go after God and not run away from God. But every time I go after God, I find there's a better life. Every time I go after God, I find that there's more joy. Every time that I go after God, I find out my struggles are not as bad as they seem to be. Every time I go after God, I find something better. Yeah. Trouble comes, but I go after God. Yeah. People talk about me. I go after God. Yeah. People might hate on you, but I go after God. And the more they hate, the more you go after God. The more trouble comes, the more you go after God. And before soon, you'll find yourself chasing after the Lord. And you'll forget about the troubles. You'll forget about the people that are attacking you because you're chasing after the Lord. And the more you go after God, the more you'll find him. Yes, sir. Thank you, but you've got to learn to go after him, seek him. And if we do sin. We repent immediately. Amen. Don't wallow in your sin. If I sin, confess it, ask God to forgive you, and get it right. Don't wallow in sin, but confess it and ask God to get you right again. David did so. It's one of the things that we should learn to appreciate about David. I don't think he got caught up in the same sins twice too often. Amen. But he was able to confess where he was and and acknowledge it before God. Now, it took him a while with Bathsheba. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But he finally got it when Nathan came and and confronted him with that that parable. And and he got it. It's you. But what did David do? He didn't say, nah, man, you don't know who you're talking to. He said, yes, it is me. Mm -hmm. And he confessed his sin. Mm -hmm. We got to learn to repent and confess our sin. That's one of the ways we stay right with God. We keep our fellowship with God. Is by confessing sin. And then we are the witness of the light. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. The works that they do originate and produce through God. Yeah. Ain't that what it said in the text? A, the light shows others that we can see that we, you know, they are doing what God wants. Yeah. It's when we begin to live this way Live in the power of the light Live in the resurrection that the light brings And when we live that way We begin to live in a manner which witnesses to others That we're doing the will and the work of God When we understand that we're doing the will and the work of God It's only because it's originating in God It's produced by the Holy Spirit of God through us And we seek to live closely with Christ Every day we ought to seek to live closer and closer with Christ Every day we ought to seek to draw closer and closer to the Lord. We walk and talk and listen to God as we go throughout our day. Imagine if you're walking and talking with God all day long, and if God began to pour into you as you walk and talk with him, what kind of life would that be? What kind of life would you live? You would live a life that is glorious and pleasing, not only to God, but also in the sight of others. That's why sometimes when you're letting your light shine on your job, people will come and ask you, why are you always happy? Mm-hmm. I ran into a lady the other day in the grocery. And I mean, she, she shocked me. She was so happy. And I asked, I said, are you always this happy? Oh, it's just a pleasure to be here working today. It's a pleasure to have you come through my line. I'm like, I didn't know food line could be so joyous. Amen. But I believe that if it's the presence of the Lord, the light of Christ is on you, you can have that type of joy. You can have that type of witness with people that they'll begin to declare. It's something strange about that, that girl at that desk over there. It's something strange about that fellow in that department over there. And when they come to find out what it is, you can tell them it's the light of Christ in my life. It's because I ran from the darkness into the light. It's because I gave up the darkness for the light of Christ. It's because I chose to give my life to Christ. And no longer walk in the condemnation that darkness brings. No longer walk in the evil that darkness brings. But I chose to walk in the light of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But as I close, I want to tell you about a lesson that I learned the other morning. I told you that I was sleeping. And I was Waking up, and I looked, and I don't know why lately I'm getting how I, I wake up at two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm like just like I just went to bed, Lord. But then I try to go back to sleep, and but then you start finding yourself in the midst of twisting and turning, and hey, Amen. You're trying to figure out is it go get to go to bed, or gonna get up, you gonna stay, you gonna go. <laughs> but I learned something the other morning as I was laying there, and I began to turn my head because the window was on the other side of the room. But I looked to see if the sun had come up. And God was showing me something. He said when the sun comes up, it is a sign that there's an awakening that's supposed to take place. Every time the sun rises, our bodies understand that there's an awakening that's supposed to take place. There's an awakening that's supposed to happen when the sun rises. There's an awakening that's supposed to happen when the sun comes up in the sky. But in case you still think I'm talking about the S-U-N, every time the sun is lifted up, there is an awakening that is supposed to happen. And, and sometimes we, we try to draw the blinds and, and ignore the signs of the awakening time. But when God began to shine light, how many times you know that the sun sometimes comes through the blinds? Yeah. Hallelujah. My wife always tell me I turn the blinds the wrong way. Amen. But the light will make its way through the blind. No matter which way you turn the blind, the light will make its way through the blind. But sometimes we try to turn the blind so that we can block out the light. Oh, but hallelujah. I'm so glad that light still makes its way into the room. Light will still make its way into your life. No matter how you try to block it out. No matter how you try to twist life up and down to make the light go away. The light will continue to show up until you respond to the light. But every time the sun comes into the darkness, darkness is removed. Every time the sun shows up, and I began to understand as the sun kept coming up higher and higher and higher, the more light came into the room. And eventually it tells your body, that's enough of darkness. It's time for you to walk in the light. Hallelujah. That's enough darkness. It's time for you to get up out of darkness and come to the light. That's enough darkness. It's time for you to begin the walk of the day. And that's a walk in the light and not in darkness. We are meant to walk in light and not darkness. Darkness was never meant to be a permanent part of our life. Darkness is only temporary. Darkness has a season it has a season and when its season is over it's time for you to walk in the light when darkness season is over it's time for you to give up your way to give up the life that you're holding on to and let Jesus Christ come into your life let the sun begin to shine in your life and as the sun begins to shine in you the sun can then shine through you out into the world that others might know that you're doing the work of Christ how are you how are you Responding to the light. It matters. It matters. If you're not responding to the light in a positive way, the scripture says that you're already being judged. But it said those who respond to the light, who accept the light, that light is Christ, you're saved. Jesus was explaining this to Nicodemus and he come to the point where he had to tell Nicodemus and I think he had to break it down for him and say Nicodemus there's darkness and there's light Mm. you have to make a choice and then he explained to Nicodemus what it meant to walk in the light and to walk in the darkness and then he explained to Nicodemus there's a witness that comes out of this as well Mm -hmm. so after he gets through dealing with Nicodemus Nicodemus has to make a choice. But what's important for us today is the choice that you make. Mm. What will it be? Mm. Walk in light or walk in darkness? Mm. Mm. Maybe you're here today and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The sun has risen. Mm. The sun has risen. It's your awakening time. Will you accept it? Will you accept what the great gift that light brings, the gift of Christ, and receive Him as Lord and Savior? Is there one? Is there one? Don't allow darkness to keep you in shame. Don't allow darkness to cause you to miss out on this opportunity. Is there one? Is there one? Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.